0: Welcome to Real Voices of Happy Valley. In this episode, Dave and I were chatting with Liz Thorpe in her house in Walston. She is the former mayor of Todmorden and is involved in various voluntary projects. We were talking to her about Corn Home Food Hub, uh, Dementia Friendly Todmorden and Incredible Edible,
1: among other things. And uh, she also comes out with some good advice um, for people when you're talking to folks with dementia as well, so it's worth a listen for that. And uh, I should say, this can be quite funny, and we were sort of giggling uh, before we started recording, and we were still giggling when we started recording. Yeah. We're talking to Liz Thorpe yeah. in her house in Rochdale Road in Walston. Hello, Liz.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> so you've stopped being the mayor now, but you are still doing lots of community voluntary work?
2: Yeah, I started um, doing voluntary work when I was furloughed during the pandemic. And mm. we opened up a food hub at Vale Baptist Church in Cornholm. So who's we? Uh, Me and a group of friends. It was literally just... We knew that we could get food from the junk food project Mm. in Wakefield. This is a real good example, actually, of what it's like living in Todmorden. We were really worried about people either not wanting to go to big supermarkets or not able to get there, and Cornholm's quite isolated so we contacted the junk food project in wakefield uh tlc who run the access bus had taken it out of service because a lot of people with disabilities Mm. and long-term illnesses were shielding right (laughs) yeah so they didn't want to go on the bus so they loaned us a bus and they never charged us a penny for fuel they gave us a bus driver Wow. to drive the bus, and we used to go once a week to Wakefield mm. and pick and fill the bus with food, I mean, up to the, you know, roof, mm-hmm. and then come all the way back, and we used to open two days a week, and the food was free well, to anybody who wanted it. We did take donations, and if we got donations, we gave them back to the junk food project. Right. But, um, so we did that, and... Jim uh, Hockey, who's the leader at Vail Baptist Church, said that we could use his premises, so he was just terrific. So we did that from April to July... But then the bus was going back into service. We were coming out of the first lockdown. Jim wanted his church back, not for it to be full of peaches (laughs) and cabbages. (laughs) That's what it's Um, for, isn't it? They wanted to start praying again. Like an old
0: year-round harvest festival. So it
2: was. (laughs) So at that point, as it happened, the um, food drop-in at the old library at Cornholm had lost its last volunteer. Uh, Mm. It just didn't want to do it anymore. So I was asked if I would carry on doing that. So I did that, really, until we were able to reopen the centre. Mm. And it was very much just filling carrier bags with food and sort of giving them to people at arm's length. Was there a good take-up of
0: the service? Or did it take a while to catch on? Or? It
2: did take a while. It had, been, it had sort of petered out over the sort of preceding 12 months. And when I started doing it, we'd get like half a dozen usually single men coming mm. Um now we've got about 60 people registered with us wow um and a lot of families probably an equal number of children mm-hmm. um so it's really really taken off because the demand's grown yeah, Because especially sure. last winter was just horrendous for people mm. um, you know, fuel prices, it just wasn't enough money to go around in most households, so... Our
1: our fuel bill trebled. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think ours did as well, Mm -hmm. and it was... You just thought, how can this be happening? And for people on prepayment metres... Oh, yeah. ..who, you know, you overhear conversations, and I heard this woman say, she said, I had to put 20 quid in it just to get it back to zero. Because mm. it'll give you emergency mm. fuel, if you like. But then you've got to... mm. so, yeah, it, and they're always more expensive, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Quite often, being poor makes you poorer because you can't you can't buy in bulk. You cannot yeah. get the low tariff on the direct debit. You get can... all those. Everything's things. Everything's more just, expensive when yeah, your skin's. Just, mm. Yeah. just...
1: Yeah, and then banks write to you say you've got no money left, and we're charging you twenty quid for telling you you've got yeah, no money. Just,
2: it was it was like people mm. were getting punched in the gut and slapped in the face at the same time. Yeah. Mm. It was really bad. Mm.
1: Yeah. So how many volunteers are there helping? Not enough. Right. Mm. Shout out. Is uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we so we do the food dropping, and now we run it. It's it's like a cafe style. And people can choose what they want, which they mm. couldn't in the pandemic because we just had to, you know, yeah. follow the rules. But so people just come in and get a brew, biscuit, cake, um, fill in a farm, they can choose what they want. Volunteers pack the bags and they take it away. We've wanted to expand what we can offer at the old library, um, you know, to run like, community lunches but mm. we just haven't got enough volunteers. The volunteers that we do have are all doing a lot so they just capacity. so do you have capacity.
0: cooking facilities there?
2: We've got a um commercial grade kitchen mm. that we recently had refurbished so it's Yeah. yeah it's really, yeah, it's really it, good.
0: You know, given like the price of fuel for people to go oh. home and cook stuff, it's Sort of quite nice if they can cook some of it there and eat it there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm.
1: yeah. So, so you need more volunteers basically because okay. there seems to be an awful lot of people actively volunteering for things around the town. Yeah, the I
2: think as well. Um, people often think I live in Cornholm because I volunteer there, obviously, I don't. But one of the things about Cornholm is it's quite out on a limb, really, mm. with poor. Transport links, mm. and it is the you know, on the deprivation indices, it's the most deprived area of Tumbledon. So, I was talking to someone who'd lived here about three years, and I was mentioning, and she said to me, Where's Cornholm? Mm-hmm. Really? And then, yeah, I was like, I don't like, well, you know, so, Oh, yeah, on the way to Burnley, yeah, well, I, you know, I just had not registered. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's quite an interesting thing. You do find these interesting, that people... I mean, I would say I lived in Tonmaden, but a lot of people really differentiate between Walsden and Tonmaden. So Mm. people can get a little bit parochial sometimes (laughs) if you're
0: within the confines of, you know, one town. So if, if people do want to come to Cornholm and help, how should they go about it? Well, there is a website
2: for the old library, and there's also a Facebook page. And is it called
0: Old Library? It's or
2: called it? officially called Conham and Portsmouth Old Library,
0: right? But people just call it the old library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if they want to look that up on the website, they can see about yeah. volunteering. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we we're moving. Won't be we too far from
1: Cornew. Mm, mm. So yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I, like I just like you to work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: While people are listening, make a make a volunteer. Yeah, make yeah, a promise I I to can. volunteer.
0: <laughs> I will, <this>. Liz.
1: <laughs> there you go. There's one recruit already. <laughs> right. But uh, that's not the only place you volunteer, is it? You...
2: No, I'm just about to start volunteering with Dementia Friendly Todmorden. They were my charity when I was the mayor. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped being the mayor in May, I had a little rest. It was quite full on. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and then, but now I've, um, I'm going to start volunteering. They have um, Daisy's Cafe that's held at Tomperdon Health Centre on the first Saturday of every month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just brilliant. They offer lots of advice and support to people also they raise awareness of dementia so that's the idea is to they will give training sessions to businesses, um, organisations to make them more aware of the challenges that people face when they live in with dementia. So
1: is it, is it it's helpful for people who've got dementia in the family not necessarily no. have, have it themselves?
2: Well Both, so Mm -hmm. you will get people with dementia who come with family carers Mm -hmm. to the cafe,
1: and advice for them. Because I mean, yeah, I've I've, I mean I've been through that with my mother, to be honest. And you just don't know what to do at first. Yeah, to repeat a story, she always told stories anyway. Irish mother she's great telling stories and the story be different each time but then after a while you think she doesn't know that She's said that five minutes ago and I yeah.
2: think and... it's one of the th- I was a social worker for many years and one of the things I found is that a family living with dementia um, can become very isolated uh, one of the things people used to say to me when I asked them was, "You know are you still going out you're still doing mm. that? Oh well, you know it's difficult because 'cause i'm worried if we're going to a cafe you know you might start and that mm. phrase would mean mm. people when they 've got dementia, their perceptions of what is going on around them changes, and so they might to, you know for want of a better phrase kick off." Mm. Mm. Um, And people become embarrassed and they don't know what to do, so they stop doing it Mm. because it's too hard. And I think one of the things that Dementia Friendly Todmorden seeks to do is to break down
0: those barriers so that people don't have to feel embarrassed, don't have to be isolated. And presumably at Daisy's Cafe itself, if that happens. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's fine. And we have
2: had people who... You know, if they've not been having a good day, they've, they've come and within half an hour they've gone again because it's all too much today, mm. but that's fine. One mm. well, of the other things that um, can be provided is lots of equipment. So the funds that are raised are used to buy equipment. And just recently I actually got a piece of equipment for a member of my family um, where the person's got dementia and they've person who's looking after them said, she's driving me mad. If she asks me what day it is, mm. one more time. Mm. <laughs> yes. And there are clocks you can get that say it's Wednesday, it's three o'clock in the afternoon...
0: Wow! Not in the morning. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's really handy. I mean,
0: yeah, and so A simple thing, but really it's useful. And, I mean, this
2: relative of mine, she's aware she's got mm. problems with the memory, so yeah. you know, you can still sort of talk about it with her And I said, right, I've got your present. It's for you, and it's for him. It's for mm. you, so you know what day it is. It's for him, so you don't drive him crackers asking him every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But little things
0: like that can make a
2: huge difference. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. And, and it's kind of how far you go with humouring people, isn't it? Because I remember with your mum, uh, Dave and his three brothers were all sitting round her bed. She was in hospital at the time. And she looked at them and said, we all used to live in the same house, didn't we? And uh, she said, can we do that again? And one of Dave's brothers was about to say, Don't be ridiculous, we're grown men, we've got grandchildren and everything. And Dave's other brother said, Just say yes, she's not going to hold you to it, you know, because she won't remember. She's living mm. in the moment, and yeah. it was that was really helpful to think yeah. somebody's living in the moment, you know. Mm. I know that
2: during my career that. There was a time when people used to talk about reorientating people. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm.
2: So if they said, you know, if they thought that they were in the 30s and the children were tiny and going to come home from school in a minute, you'd go, no, they've grown up. Mm. That's gone now, thankfully. So now you just go along. Wherever that person is, you go there with them. Yeah. Mm. And that's fine. And that's why, you know, people get quite upset, you know, and, and the classic example is when someone's died. Yeah. Do you want to tell them ten times every day? Mm. I had I that
1: I heard that my mother said my mum has gone out somewhere. I don't know how long she's gonna be. She died uh, in nineteen fifty six. See, and so I know exactly what that's like. Yeah, you can't so just you say that. like
2: she died, isn't it? Because then was, somebody grieves her. Oh, yes, she was upset about it in 1956. She doesn't have to do talk, it again. I bet she's got mm. talking to someone, so mm. we're back in a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And then the moment moves on anyway. Yeah, and then yeah. you
0: somewhere else. Well, that's, yeah. that's really useful advice just there, you know, that people listening can take heed of. Because yeah. a lot of people, because people live so much longer than they used to, so there's far more people living with dementia, and living with people yeah. who have it. You yeah. Know,
2: who, yeah. Who well, everyone know you stuff. talk to
0: knows someone yeah. who's mm-hmm.
2: had family who had dementia. Mm-hmm. Is very. I haven't come across anyone yet
0: who who hasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And if they haven't, then they will eventually.
0: Or oh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. right. And that's, so that's Saturday mornings?
2: Yeah, first Saturday of every month at Todmorden Health Centre.
1: And people can just drop in?
2: Yeah, just go. Mm. And it's really, it's... Uh, I was surprised, really, at how fabulous the atmosphere was. I mean, you know, I started going when I was the mayor, but then... Now I choose to go because mm-hmm. mm. I enjoy it too. And they always have a, a singer on because that's something that, you, I mean, if you ever want to be moved to tears, then you just need to see someone who can no longer speak mm. start to sing. Mm. because that's, And will remember the words yeah. of songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So music yeah. is, you know, like a, it's a common sort of,
1: yeah, singing and I've got other people who do, who do that or used to do that. Um, Belinda Hooley is now famous in the folk world. Mm. She's used, used to go singing in old people's homes and things like that. Yeah, yeah and, she uh, did
0: the theme tune for uh, Gentleman Jack. don't know if you ever watched it, Surround Jones. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. Her and Heidi Tito. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's, that's great. Anyway, so you do lots of voluntary work. Now, the other thing we wanted to talk to you about is Todmorden itself, because we're about to move from Hebden Bridge to Todmorden. Yay. <laughs> 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 we won't go into all the details, um, but Todmorden just seems more real. Hampton Bridge is getting a bit touristy, over-touristy, really. It seems like a sort of real place where people have to... From Hampton Bridge, you have to go to Todmorden to do your ordinary shopping. Mm. Um, But it strikes me as a sort of place where, yeah, people feel welcomed.
2: Yes. I'll tell a story now about... I came to Todmorden because of the floods... Now that sounds... Mm. No,
0: A bit counterintuitive. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. you really did like floods um, or something.
0: <laughs>
2: I worked for Calderdale Council mm. and I was based in Hebden Bridge and in 2012, we well, had mm. terrible, terrible floods. Yes. I was co-opted onto the recovery committee and the recovery group starts straight away from mm. you know, day one. And got the police, Met Office, Environment Agency, all that kind of police, all that kind of thing. And so I was very involved in what was going on with Todmorden. And I kept going home. We lived in Littleborough at the time. And I kept going home and saying to Paul, "I can't believe what these people are like in Todmorden. And I'd tell him these tales of, like, you know, there's a woman whose house is flooded. And is she, you know, crying at the kitchen table, no... She's in the town hall cooking for other people. Mm-hmm. And there were all these little snippets of it. And I kept thinking, would people do that here, as in Littlebrook? And I kept thinking, do you know, I'm not sure they would. And I became a bit fascinated by this community. <laughs> and, so, and at the time, we'd also put our house up for sale and we'd looked at, you know, Huddersfield... Um, where's that other place, Marsden, Mm. sort of, those kinds of places, and I said no, I want to live in Todmorden, Mm. I want to go and live there, Yeah. Um, and that's how we ended up here, and we've been here ten and a half years now, and I've made more friends and more connections here than anywhere else I've ever lived. And I've moved around a Mm. fair bit. You know, I haven't always lived in the same place for ages. Mm. Uh, And I think it is really welcoming. Mm. Mm. And there's loads and loads of... You just meet people all the time who've just moved here. And they've come from London and Manchester and... Mm. all over the place. And Hebden
0: Bridge, and All the way all the way, <laughs> well, yeah.
2: all the way from Hebden Bridge. Well we
0: came all the way from Little Green, yeah. all the five miles up yeah. the road. <laughs> well you couldn't move straight to Yorkshire, could you, you got to go to a border well, town? I, town first. It's it's <laughs> interesting
2: really, because I I was born in Stockport mm. and people will hear some of the sort of Manchester tones mm. still left. In Stockport, then Ashton Underline. Then Oldham, mm-hmm. then Rochdale, then Todmorden. So I was just working my way in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of pipe
1: just, It's just an, an arc around the city of Manchester. <laughs> I
2: know, I didn't say that when I became the mayor. I said, I'm sorry you've had to wait so long for me, but I have been working my way
1: Well, well done. Well, we'll be here in a couple of weeks, won't we? Yeah.
2: No, it's it's um, obviously new you're coming to talk to me. Mm. And I was thinking about it, and I mean, we can try and analyse why Todmorden's like it is for, forever, can't we? And mine's, it, this is just my view, but I think there's quite a lot about it being a border town. Mm. Yeah. I think but border towns, you just get on with it themselves, so there's a lot of that. We'll just do it ourselves because Halifax, you know, that's like nearly 12 miles away, so they don't bother about it. I'm not saying they're not bothered about us, because mm. the council are perfectly fine. <laughs> but there is always that thing, and I think Tomberdon's always been quite revolutionary. So, you know, you've got the history of sort of the Chartist movement, mm. what that was was here, um, Basin Stone. So, there are lots of tales when you read of the history of Tonmaden about. Um, years ago, you know, the, the decisions that were made county-wide and then the officials, councillors, as they were back then, in and had just gone, well, well, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're not having it, we're, we're doing it our way. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll sort it ourselves out. And I think there is this thing, isn't there, that people hate to ask for help. And it's a shame, because I've always thought that when you do ask for help, People will help you. And people want to, genuinely. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but that's always sort of lacking somehow, and I think we've broken through that here. Mm. And I think people do ask for help, and people do help. And genuinely, you know, that thing about the sort of mm. kindness signs. and mm. You know, some people will say to me, oh, it's all a bit cheesy, isn't it? It's a bit cheesy, <laughs> <all this laughs> kindness nonsense. Um, but I think it's it's not a gimmick. It's not, and I'm not saying there aren't any problems. You know, somebody got beat up in the bus station a few weeks ago. It's not mm. all mm. sweetness and light. Mm. But generally speaking, I think people look after each other, and, I and think-
1: that's the heart of the culture, isn't it? Mm, yeah, mm. it's not everybody can be lovely all the time, but yeah, yeah culturally, it's it's different, and the sort of community-mindedness yeah, is, is central to what the town is.
2: The um, incredible
0: edible movement, I think, I was attributed to that, that yeah, enormously. Yeah, because it's like a nice blend of kindness and the independent spirit, isn't it? You know, you want food, we can grow it and you can help yourselves and help us plant more food and, you know, it's... Um, it's a lovely combination of things, and it's
1: very practical. Yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. people get off the train, working in Manchester, or somewhere, and get off the train and pick some herbs on the way home, presumably yeah. going on, going in the tea. Yeah,
2: yeah and there are some. I mean, a couple—they've lived here a couple of years now, um, and they came on an Incredible Edible tour. So do. I used to do some tours for Incredible Edible. Mm. Um, and went home to Shropshire, sold up, and moved. <laughs> right, yeah. So just so taken with the town. Yeah, no, yeah. but I could, you. Just there are people. I was walking through Vale Park um, when I was the mayor. all chained up to start a ten k run. Some not me. Not <laughs> <laughs> on
1: you on all your way, k everybody. <laughs>
2: Can't run in a chain, <laughs> so, you know, yeah.
1: Excuse.
2: Um, and this woman just came up to me and she said, "Are you the mayor?"
1: Bit of a giveaway with the necklace. Just my
2: Sunday necklace. So I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm the mayor." She said, "Can I just say what a wonderful town this is? What a wonderful town you've got." As if I was solely responsible for it. It's very nice. She said, uh, I'm here from Canada. I'm staying with my uh, son for six mm. weeks. Yeah. And she said, and I think it's marvellous here. She said, I could live here. Mm. And it makes, you know, you, you're like, not bursting with pride. That would be a bit dramatic. But, you know, <laughs> it makes you it feel good. It's quite
1: nice from a Canadian God. as well, because it's, Canada's well known as one of those really friendly and polite places. Yeah, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah oh
0: that's lovely oh, and that's... i think on that note yes we should uh wrap up unless there's anything else we, you'd like to say liz yeah
2: <laughs> i think you know
0: you will be very happy if... i think you will be happy
1: yeah oh, okay thank well you. thank you very much
0: yeah all right
1: as part of that liz mentioned the real junk food Project. Uh, this one based in Wakefield there's one in Manchester there's a few others dotted about the project collects food that would otherwise go to waste and be dumped and it combats the growing food waste problems we have um, globally not just locally Uh, so if uh, if you've enjoyed that don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform like us tick follow whatever it is you do on your particular one and you can also check out our facebook page real voices of happy valley where you can hear more of the interesting people who live in the Calder Valley in West Yorkshire